0: In Seattle soccer history, in this moment right now.
2: Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports
0: Radio 950 KJR, this is Sounders Weekly with your host, Jackson Feltz. Good evening! Welcome in, everybody. Jackson Feltz here. Good to be with you on what is a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday evening here in Seattle. Great to have you with us tonight. Back to the normal Tuesday here for Sounders Weekly Here this week, each Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. here on KJR while the Sounders are playing. Of course, we are one week away from the playoffs beginning because you're Seattle Sounders. Yep, they're beginning that quest for a third MLS Cup, fifth appearance in MLS Cup in six years. They'll begin that on Tuesday, November 23rd, a week from tonight at 7.30, pre-match at 7 o'clock over on 1090 KJR. They're going to take on Real Salt Lake in round one of the Audi 2021 MLS Cup playoffs. Hey, don't miss your chance to catch the Rave Green during their 13th consecutive playoff appearance and get your tickets today by visiting soundersfc.com tickets. You can watch the match on FS1. As I mentioned, you can listen on Sports Radio 1090 KJR, our sister station, 1090 AM, the iHeartRadio app. Just search 1090 KJR and also for Spanish language, LRA 1360. Straight ahead, of the 2021 Sounders FC playoff campaign is presented by Wafed Bank. Get the Sounders Rewards credit card from Wafed Bank to score exclusive fan experiences, team swag and more. So big show tonight as we lead you into the playoff game here a week away. We are going to be doing a lot here on tonight's show. Garth Loggerway, part two of our conversation we had last week. He and I spoke for just over 30 minutes. We've broken that up into two parts. You're going to hear part two coming up in just a matter of moments. Gives a lot of interesting thoughts on Freddie Montero, on Tacoma Defiance season coming to an end. Uh, Danny he is captaining the U20 team of the United States that's very impressive so Garth talks about Danny Leva's development where he's at compared to here the last couple of years obviously 2020 was a rough year for Danny Leva with injuries and such. And then also World Cup, because it was just about a week and a half ago, the World Cup delegation, the CONCACAF president and a representative of FIFA, they were traveling around seeing various sites and seeing various World Cup candidate cities. Seattle was one of them, so we talk about Garth Lagaway, We talk about it, excuse me, with Garth Lagaway here coming up in a little bit. So that conversation, we're going to catch up with two sounder players, or you're going to hear that we caught up to two sounder players here in just a matter of moments. they said Sounders had training today. They had Sounders training last week down at Starfire Sports in Tuckwilla. Uh, In case you don't know, that's where the team practices each day down there at Starfire. It has a a bunch of fields, a dozen fields out there, and the the Sounders take one of them to practice on. So we were out there at Starfire last week and today as well, where it was just a beautiful day. They actually scrimmaged against Tacoma Defiance today. It was Sounders v. Defiance and had some nice thoughts there from Brian Schmetzer. Uh, You won't hear that, but you will hear a Sounder who got got an assist in that scrimmage, Brad Smith. Uh, Brad had an impressive, impressive game out there in the scrimmage. We'll see if he does end up starting or if it's going to be Jimmy Madronda at that left wingback spot. I think it might be Smith uh, just based on the gut and what we've seen from him today at that scrimmage. He was really, really good. Uh, So we're going to hear from Brad Smith. You're also going to hear from Nico Benizé, the new Seattle Sounders midfielder. Of course, Seattle traded for Nico from Colorado in the middle of the season. Benizé has been really good in his time with Seattle so far bar. Uh, so you'll hear from Nico Benese and Brad Smith. And then we'll wrap up the show by also hearing from Cameron Collins. Uh, he is the Alliance Council president, uh, and Cameron is going to be one of the people coming up at the annual business meeting coming up on Thursday. Uh, in terms of a primer of what could come out of that, uh, we'll talk to Cameron a little bit later on tonight. He was also, by the way, the 2021 Sounders FC Fan of the Year. So a lot coming up here on tonight's show. Uh, we will We'll begin with a couple pieces of news. First up is some award finalists. Here uh, we have three award finalists for the Sounders. We know Joao Paulo is a potential MVP of Major League Soccer. He is only, I believe, uh, Dave Clark had this stat out at Sounders training today. Only the third central midfielder in terms of a, a number six or a number eight to ever be a finalist for MLS MVP. Uh, so an impressive job by Joao Paulo. Well earned to be a finalist for MVP. Yamar Gomez Andrade. We'll say it again. He should be MLS. Defender of the Year. He's a finalist in that category. And Brian Schmetzer, also a finalist for MLS Coach of the Year. Uh, Brian said today that he voted for Robin Fraser of Colorado that's honestly maybe where my vote goes as well, but uh, Brian Schmetzer, a finalist for that award as well. Uh, In terms of goal of the year, the Sounders have four candidates. They have Joao Paulo against Minnesota on the first day of the season. They have Joao Paulo's beast quake run against Colorado. They have Rui Diaz from 41 yards in Austin. And then finally, we have Jimmy Madronda. It was his kick in Portland that went off the bar and in. Uh, It was off of that corner kick that he just is able to volley into the net. An incredible incredible goal if I have to pick one I'm picking Joao Paulo's Beast Quake run uh, but at the end of the day all of them very very deserving uh, so go ahead and vote for those uh, in terms of a quick injury updates because Brian Spencer, of course was not on with Softy and Dick today Brian was out at training today and he said that he expects All of his big stars, Raul Ruiz Diaz, Joel Paulo, and Jimmy Madronda, and then he also slipped in Nicholas Ladero at the end of the press conference as well. All of them back in full training on Friday. So he expects them to be available for the game a week from tonight awesome news there uh, on those guys. So look forward to seeing a very stacked and healthy Sounder team come the playoff game in a week. Uh, Javier Arriaga also he suffered a muscular injury on international duty with Ecuador. He is officially back in Seattle. They're checking him out to see where he's at. Uh, so hopefully, fingers crossed, good news there on Arriaga. Hopefully he is okay on that. Uh, so that is your injury update here for the Sounders and we're looking good going into the game here coming up uh, in just what is a week from tonight, Tuesday at Lumen Field. Once again, soundersfc.com slash tickets if you want to get in there. But let's kick the show off tonight. Uh, let's rejoin the conversation we had with Garth Loggerway, Sounders general manager and president of soccer. We talked about a lot of different things on last week's show. Tonight's show is going to cover a bunch more, as we mentioned, from the World Cup, Danny Leva. Uh, but we started the conversation here with Garth Loggerway talking about Freddie Montero. And I asked Garth here in the start of our part two of the conversation, conversation uh if i came to garth at the start of the year after what he signed freddie montero for and and signing freddie montero you know in kind of that weird off season between 2020 and 2021 where the pandemic was as we've talked about a number of times still having that deep effect so i asked garth if i came to you after you signed freddie montero and i said garth freddie montero is going to be the second leading goal scorer on the sounders in 2021 what would you say
2: i pleasantly surprised (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, and, and not that that wasn't Freddie's level or that Freddie wasn't capable of that, but just that, you know, that wasn't our expectation. You know, Freddie was an older player, and we were hoping he still had something left in the tank, and uh, he's shown that he that he has had uh, something in the tank this year. And, you know, look, it, 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 it's, uh, I think it's also a reflection of some of our injuries, right? Um, you know, Will Bruin's been banged up, and Jordan Morris is banged up, and uh, Leo Chu hasn't had a ton of minutes. Um, you know, so I think we need to continue to work on the diversity of our attack, but certainly credit to, uh, Freddie Montero for the season he's had. I mean, you you got to tip your hat and say he's really been, uh, a difference maker for us, uh, particularly in the first half of the season. And then, uh, you know, in that, in that, uh, deciding game, scores, penalty kick clears the ball off the line. You know, if that's what you want for your veteran players in those deciding moments. So, uh, you know, uh, definitely a hat tip to Freddie on, on, on a good season. And now, you know, hopefully it's going forward and, and can make a difference in the playoffs as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The club may need him in the playoffs for sure, depending on all these injuries, and and hopefully we can get all those guys back. You know, For Montero, we all know he's number one in scoring for the Rave Green across all competitions. 68 goals, 54 regular season goals for the Sounders, so congratulations and thank you to Freddie Montero. Uh, I haven't had a chance to ask you since the season ended. I mean, Tacoma Defiance, unfortunately, just barely missed the playoffs and, and such a heartbreak there on the final day with Oakland not getting the result that Defiance needed in order to make the playoffs uh but it is a, a good season for defiance overall in terms of just looking at the recent run of form over recent years uh i want to talk to you about the guys that stood out on their team uh, but overall f- you know what were your impressions of of tacoma's season overall just missing the playoffs
2: i think it was good uh, and i'd be remiss by the way jackson to not mention Sota Kitahara. uh he just completed yes. a very successful loan in austria he is coming back. Um, he's a guy that maybe is in the mix for future under twenty camps, along with Danny Leva. Uh, so uh, that was, you know, that was really encouraging the progress he made. Um, I know none of our fans have seen him, but he's he's definitely a kid is in the mix. Um, in terms of defiance, uh, I tip my hat to Wade Weber and his staff, Josh Ford, Mike Morris, um, and uh, uh, Brandon, the, the performance coach there, Sheila who's in charge of our medical there, Uh, you know, just, uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, uh, Josh Kierke, who who did all the the admin for them. I mean, it was just a great team. And it was a great effort by that group to prepare the team and get them ready and have them perform. And, um, you know, yeah, we came up just short in the end, but we were playing meaningful games. And for that group of kids, um, if you're playing games that matter in front of big hostile crowds uh, and getting your, you know, uh, getting a result at Phoenix on the last day of the season – that's a step forward. Um, and that look that that group is better than the groups we've had in the past couple of years. Uh, and, you know, that is very much uh, a sign of our progress. I mean, I think everybody saw the tip of the iceberg, right. With the Austin performance and starting five teenagers and beating an MLS team, but the icebergs underneath I mean, the icebergs still coming. This is still the beginning. Um, and I think the finance shows that, uh, you know, so far, at least, climate change hasn't impacted uh, our USL team, and we're, you know that iceberg is still intact, and it's still gonna keep moving forward and pushing players up to the first team.
0: Well, you mentioned the Austin game there, and the Austin win, and of course, Rudy Diaz gets that 41-yard goal that everybody remembers, but you know, I, I think you're, you're right, and you look at the teenagers that started in that game, and you know, we've got glimpses. In that game, I mean, you saw Sam Adinaron nearly score twice. Obed Vargas put in a good shift, uh, and then we've also seen Villanueva. You mentioned Alex Villanueva. He's hit the field for the first team this year uh when you obviously had hardship so you mentioned those three names you know are those three guys that you look to you know really fight for for spots on the first team going into 2022 and maybe other people on defiance that have stood out this year and kind of you know increased your hopes that they will have a role on the first team in the near future?
2: Look, you know, I don't think we can go into individual situations yet. You know, we have to get these guys now with the first team on a, on an extended basis. Um, we have to get them in that environment and, and uh, send them to preseason and see how they do, uh, you know, when playing all the first team guys. And we'll get a little bit. Uh, we'll be able to dabble in that a little bit here now uh, because we have this international break before the first playoff game. Uh, but we'll sit down at the end of the season. We'll 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 talk internally and we'll talk to those guys and we'll figure out who's got the best opportunity and uh you know we'll make those decisions and and move forward. But I you know it it seems wildly implausible to me that we wouldn't add one or two guys from Defiance ahead of the next season.
0: Okay. That's uh, then we'll stay on that front, but that's uh, that's a good little nugget there. Uh, Garth Logway's is our guest, Sanders General Manager, President of Soccer. As we continue talking about young guys, uh, Danny Leva. Danny Leva was named to the U twenty U S Men's National Team for the ongoing uh, Revelations Cup. The tournament is currently taking place. Actually, it's going through November seventeenth uh, in Mexico. You, you know, for Danny personally, you know, we saw his growth was stunted a little bit last year due to the pandemic and due to injuries and not being able to hit the field as much. How have you seen him fight? through that adversity and get his development back on track and is his development back on track to maybe where it was pre-pandemic?
2: I think he's he's way ahead of where he was pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think he's grown um, quite a bit during the, during the year. Um, you know, look, he was playing very well before the pandemic, but it was still all based on potential, right? Like, hey, we, he does this and therefore he could do that. Now we're seeing him actually do it so I, I do think he's developed uh pretty steadily through the course of this year. Um, you know he's gotten I think almost a thousand minutes uh, with the first team, uh had some good performances with the second team. um and you know we're excited you know he's gonna you know potentially uh, start or play against Brazil uh in, in terms of playing for the U twenties. that Revelations Cup is a really good tournament. There's a couple of good games. Um and that's great for Danny. And that's great for his continued growth and experience. And, you know, we want to continue to give our kids and our pipeline those experiences and and uh try to speed up their development. So I, I think that kid has a very bright future uh as a professional soccer player
0: flip those founders. Awesome. Well, further than where he was uh, pre-pandemic in terms of that development track, that's great to hear. Uh, Garth, let's wrap up the interview by talking about a a situation that was a couple weeks ago. Uh, FIFA was in town checking out Seattle, checking out Lumen Field as a potential destination for the 2026 World Cup. You know, we obviously won't find out if Seattle's chosen until spring of 2022. You know, that's kind of the rough estimate even. But how do you feel about this city potentially hosting games? you know i guess what possible reasons could fifa find to not have games in the entire cascadia region obviously portland and vancouver they're out but you know for me you know looking at it you got to have some games in cascadia but but what would your, uh, your reaction be to to seattle as a host city and what kind of candidacy do you think we have
1: No purchase necessary. Voight we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I think we have an amazing candidacy. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we at Sounders, uh, from an ownership level, uh, through Maya Mendoza, who, who led and organized the bid, uh, Maya mendoza extra excuse me, uh, you know, they did an amazing job in terms of getting ready and preparing uh, the bid and hosting FIFA. And, you know, we put our best foot forward as a city, you know, thanks to the mayor, thanks to the governor. Thanks to the executive, uh, you know, and everybody else in between on the, on the sports commission. Um, Beth Knox was influential and, and amazing to work with. And um, just all these people came together. Um, and one of the comments that, that one of the delegates uh, made at the end was that uh, they found it very impressive how closely um, not just the, the government, but the sports teams work together, you know, that that there was cohesion and there was cooperation between the Seahawks and the Kraken and the Mariners and the Sounders and, and the rain. And that came through in the bid and that gives them, I think, a good feeling uh, in terms of this is a great place to award uh, the hosting rights because everyone's going to work together um, to put on an absolutely amazing event. And I I truly believe that I, I, I think Seattle Uh, Should uh, be a host city. Uh, I think that the culture here is is second to none, uh, both from a footballing and non-footballing perspective. Um, And I think it's a a really important reflection of where soccer is in, in the United States. And I, I think you kind of can't have a world cup in the United States without having games in Seattle. And, uh, obviously I'm biased, uh, but hopefully we were able to persuade FIFA of that view while they were in town. And, and, uh, you know, certainly we'll hope for the best. We find out next spring, but we were really, really excited that they came in town. Uh, we think they had a great time. Uh, and you know, I just feel like, Seattle, second to none in, in terms of uh, being the best place to host World Cup games.
0: I couldn't agree more. I, I think that's absolutely right. You know, you can't have a World Cup and and represent these three countries and not have Cascadia represented. I think I think that's absolutely true. You know, and we you know the the field and the actual pitch was such a big point of discussion, and so much time was spent asking questions about that and getting answers about that from uh, both CONCACAF president and also the FIFA representative who who works on all the venues who is there at that press conference, and and so many questions about that, and Adrian Hanauer kind of gave the nugget to everybody of it wouldn't just simply be laying down a you know a grass. So we'll see exactly how that manifests itself. We didn't get you know exactly you know hard for sure answers on any of that you know, but that will certainly be a big point, and we hopefully will get that overcome. And Seattle will be chosen as a venue because um, you know as they said, as the CONCACAF and FIFA representative said, uh, it is pitch, 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 one. 2 Two, three to make sure that that gets nailed down and figured out on the World Cup point. You know, having the World Cup in Seattle no doubt helps. You know, the, the youth development program for sure. And if you're still here, or if you're not still here, I'm not sure what your future plans are for the next five years. But regardless, you know, how can the World Cup being here specifically? You know, build on what is already a first-class academy, what's already you know outstanding local soccer scene. You know, how can it help that system uh, of funneling players up through the academy to the first team just grow even more?
2: Look, I think that the benefits are not just for the Sounders, Jackson, but for the, the community, right? I mean, that that's what uh, the essence of uh, the investment is going to be. You know, it's going to be in infrastructure um, around facilities and around fields and around places for kids to play. Uh, and, you know, you want to talk about how do you make more good soccer players? I think the more and more people that uh, enjoy the sport, interact with the sport, um, whose kids get a chance to play the sport, the better off we're all going to be, and and uh, you know I think it's it's honestly not necessarily sounder specific, but I think it's community specific and it's youth soccer specific, um, and I think that that infrastructure that goes in will really benefit everybody. You know, it is truly a community asset and a community investment. Um, uh, at, you know, the money that's going to be spent in and around uh, a potential uh, hosting uh, opportunity. And again, I think it's a, a, a once in a lifetime uh, type thing. I mean, uh, you know, the last World Cup was here in 1994 in terms of the United States. You know, you, you know, if you look at that same turnaround, it's, you know, you're 30 years before your next one. Um, and, you know, this is something to to not be missed, uh, you know, and, and to have an opportunity to have uh, the best soccer in the world played in front of, you know what I think are the the best fans in North America. I think that's that's just a wonderful combination and I hope the world gets to share that and I hope our fans get to experience it.
0: Hopefully so. Garth let's wrap it up with this. Real Salt Lake coming up on the twenty third, you know this is going to be a first-round playoff match here at Lumen Field. 7.30 kickoff, 7 o'clock pregame on what will be 1090 KJR for our broadcast. And and it's so funny that Real Salt Lake's the opponent, you know, because obviously so many connections from Craig to yourself to bringing Freddy Juarez over there in the, in the middle of this season. It, it is a little bit, you know, it is interesting. You know, if, if, I'm not going to make any grand statements or anything like that, but it does it does seem a little bit fitting in a sense that it's These two teams facing off here in the playoffs with all of these connections, Uh, what are you looking forward to in this match? You know, on the field, off the field, with this with this massive battle here to start the playoff campaign.
2: Look, I mean, selfishly for me, I still have a lot of friends at Salt Lake, and you know, uh, you know, we'll get to see them and get to uh, see them around the game, and and that'll be really fun, especially uh, right ahead of Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, on the field. It, look, it's, it's a tough opponent, man. Uh, you know, you look at the numbers that Rostock's put up and Trylock and um, you know, Miram's hitting bicycles to, to create goals and you know, they're wreaking havoc and you know, it's they got a bunch of young players that keep getting better and like, I just think it's a really tough team and, and you know, yeah, I think, you know, there'll be these storylines in the media, right? And I think they'll be kind of off the field, and in and around the game and stuff, but I, I think when you just examine the game in terms of the guys who are going to be kicking the ball and actually making the difference, it's just a really difficult opponent and It's it's going to be a really difficult playoff game, and hopefully we get a a good show and uh, and our fans turn out and they support us. And you know we've had a pretty good record in home playoff games, and and hopefully we can we can replicate that atmosphere at Lumen and put our best foot forward and and get as many guys healthy as we can, and and uh, you know see how it see how it turns out and take a shot at beating RSL, and then we'll we'll see what happens after that, uh, one way or the other. Uh, But but I think uh, it's a very good team we're playing against, and and uh, certainly one uh, about whom we should be wary.
0: Absolutely so. So we'll just we'll focus on RSL, but it would be Vancouver or Sporting Kansas City after that. That game, if the Sounders were to advance, would be at Lumen Field as well. Uh, so we will have to be patient, but the, all the focus goes on to RSL on the 23rd. Uh, Garth, uh, that will be a big game. Uh, thank you so much for all of the time. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
2: Yep. Excited for uh, Tuesday, and uh, hopefully we can go on another run.
0: Garth Lagerwey, Sounders General Manager and President of Soccer. Great stuff there. Part 2 of that conversation. Uh, awesome to talk with him for that long chat last week. And yeah, RSL coming up a week from tonight. To stay up to date on all the latest developments surrounding the club's playoff campaign, including schedule and ticket information, visit the Sounders FC Playoff Hub at soundersfc.com playoffs. Straight ahead, the 2021 Sounders FC Playoff Campaign is presented by WAFED Bank. Get the Sounders Rewards credit card from Bank. Fed Bank to score exclusive fan experiences, team swag, and more. We'll take a break and we'll come back and hear from both Brad Smith and Nico Benese, Sounders left wing back and midfielder. You'll hear from Nico and Brad coming up next on Sounders Weekly on Sports Radio 950, KJ. Now back to Sounders Weekly on your home for Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR. Welcome back everybody. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday night. Sounders Weekly, Jackson Feltz here. Great to be talking about Sounder Soccer here on this beautiful Tuesday evening. Thanks to Garth Lagerwey there for that long chat. Part two of that conversation in that last segment. Check out the podcast if you missed that. Quickly, before we hear from both Brad Smith and Nico Benazze, I will tell you Sounder fans, even the greatest athletes, make sure to take the time to catch up with their friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that joy is the whole game, not the end game. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So we were out at Starfire training complex, where the Sounders practice each and every day, uh, when they don't have off days, of course. And it was a really, really nice morning out there at Starfire, and they were actually scrimmaging against Tacoma finds. It was Brian Schmetzer versus Wade Weber, Defiant Sounders. There were some players who flip-flopped from one team to another, uh, but overall it was a really, really impressive scrimmage. And in that scrimmage, we saw the Sounders I think win. They scored a couple goals and Brad Smith was one of the players who certainly was impressive in that game. Uh, he made a bunch of runs down that left side, including one big run where he puts a ball in and Nico Benitez is able to score it. And how fitting is it that it's Brad to Nico on that goal and both players who you're going to be hearing from coming up right now in this segment are brad and nico and i started with the conversation with brad smith here today talking to him about that scrimmage and how much it benefits them when they have two and a half weeks off between the regular season ending and the playoff game
3: yeah we need it uh like you said it's a long break this guy's wearing international um and hopefully they get some game time there but because it is a break you've got to you know have, have a few days off but then you've got to you gotta be physical, ready. You, you can't just uh have two weeks where you don't do anything, you know, so you gotta have a game. It was good that the Defiance guys were able to come out and uh, help us out and have a scrimmage. It was uh good for us first teamers to, to go against them there, some some good lads in that team. And, made it hard for us and it was good for us to get some some minutes yeah
0: yeah so let's take it into the game you know when we saw one series where, where you running down the left side and put in a ball that goes in the back of the net you know h- how else did the game go for you what did you what do you think this, the strengths were what, what did you guys learn about yourselves potentially here in this in this kind of mock game during this break
3: yeah it's uh it, it the, the young lads make it difficult because they're trying to repress as well you know so for, for preseason um next year and it's like i said it's good that they can help us um yeah we had a good play there where i crossed the ball in, and nico was able to finish it so just we're trying to work on everything we, we know we need to work on for RSL it's a big game and um look we're just trying to trying to focus on the things and get the the physicality out of the game but it's also nice to, to have some Panzer play and um nice to work out and get a goal
0: give us a little insight into Brian Schmitz how does, how does Brian treat a game like this compared to say a normal game is it still just as intense
3: yes just just <laughs> as intense uh he, he likes to keep it like that um no it's good you, you don't want to you know it's a training game it's, it's, it's different than a normal game with fans and all that but you know, Shemesh has to make it as, as real as possible. And us senior guys have got to, you know, push it to, to do that. It's, it's not just a training game. We need to get what we need to get out of it. So um, everyone's everyone's trying to push and um, be on the same page.
0: Yeah, well, a week from today, you got RSL coming up. We've already seen them seen them a couple of times this year. So what's the preparation right now with a, a week away? Have you really done the deep studying on them yet? You know, where are we at timeline in terms of preparation for RSL? Um, we've
3: looked at it a little bit, but uh, like I said, there's a, there's a bunch of international guys away, so it's hard to you know, do, do all that prep work without them here, so I think we've got a couple of days off now after that scrimmage, um, and then when we come back in, the international guys will be back, and then we'll start um, knuckling down and, and working out. A game plan for RSL, and we'll have the guys back and be able to, you know, get
0: the whole team together. For sure. Well, obviously, game coming up here in a week. You know, looking at the last six games, oh three and three, not getting a win in the last six. Does that weigh on the minds of anybody? Does it? Does it make you want to, you know, just the game to come sooner rather than later, or are you really kind of soaking in this this extended break to just try to reset the mind from the last six?
3: Yeah, just put it behind us. Um, you know, Do you wish the game was today. Uh, yeah, yes and no, but it's it's also you know if, if you're if you're winning all the games going into the to the playoffs and then you have a big break you kind of don't want to break right so the teams that have been doing well they would they would like to just keep playing straight away but what was us we haven't had great results so it's a it's a time to you know refresh the mind like you said and uh, refresh the bodies and and get everyone back and you know it'll probably Hopefully do us do us well in, in the first game, having the break, you know, to, to put that behind us and uh, get a result against RSL. Well,
0: good luck here in a week. It'll be a big one, obviously. Hopefully we're talking in a couple weeks when you guys are through to the next round. Yep, thanks, Jackson. Brad Smith, Sounders left wing back. Great to talk to him out at Starfire earlier today. Of course, we talked about it. He put that cross in during today's scrimmage against Defiance out at Starfire, and it was Nico Benize that scored it. And before we hear from that goal scorer, Nico Benize, I will tell you, Sounder fans, even the greatest athletes make sure to take the time to catch up with their friends over a Michelob Ultra because they know that the joy is the whole game not the end game. Michelob Ultra it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So Benizet enjoyed that goal at Starfire today but hopefully he also enjoyed a chance to catch up with me out at Starfire last week. It was a very rainy day out at Starfire but Nico and I talked about the element of this team being 0-3-3 in the last six games of the regular season. How much that's weighing on minds and how much they can't wait to get back on the field against RSL next Tuesday.
4: That's why I can't wait to play the playoffs games, yeah, I would like to play the playoff game right now because you know, without pay, without without winning, I mean, six games in, in a in a row without winning, it's tough for us mentally. But now we have to move move forward and uh, and be focused on the on the next game. That would be the most important game in the, in the season. Yeah, for
0: sure it will, obviously. It's a single elimination in MLS now. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talk about the Sounders' culture of winning, right? And players around here know what it takes to win in the playoffs. And you as well know what it takes to win in the playoffs. Obviously, you know, yesterday, at the anniversary of MLS Cup 2019. But going back, you, you've had experience. So what do you bring in terms of that playoff experience? And, and what can you bring to this team with that playoff experience?
4: I think I can bring the calm, you know, when we're winning, when we uh had the, the when we lead the, the game, I can bring the the calm, the technique because we I can keep the ball and uh, take the time to find a good pass at the good time, good moment. So I can bring this. And the thing is, you know, I used to play the, the game like this when I was in France with a lot of pressure. So I don't mind to play to play like this. The thing is for us is we have to move on because we didn't play the last six games. So it's we don't use to do this especially in Seattle. You know, we, we used to win the games. So we're going to move on and uh, try to do the best to be able to play the, the first game and the first games coming.
0: You talked about how you played like this before and then this type of soccer. Go into that a little bit more and, and how that experience with that type of game can apply to what you're going to face here in, in 12 days and then going forward if you guys advance.
4: Yeah, you know, when I was in France, I was playing with the team where they were playing the relegation. relegation. You know, it's a lot of a lot of pressure, a lot of uh, responsibility. Because if you if you get relegated, you can. I know everybody can lose the, the job, so it's a lot of pressure on the on the player. So I don't mind to play. I used to play under pressure, and you know, when I was in Toronto, we play against 45 thousand people in Atlanta. We play against Seattle in front of seven, over 70,000. So I don't mind. I just wanna. I just wanna be. Be ready for the game, and I hope all the the players will be ready uh,
0: like me. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, playing with Toronto in the game in Atlanta. Obviously, quite a moment there that, that you had. You know, when you came here to Seattle, how does the atmosphere and what and what Brian Spencer teaches here? How does that compare to what you've experienced in Toronto
4: and Colorado throughout your career? To be honest, uh, Seattle is different than Toronto and Colorado. Seattle looks like in Europe. You know, the the, the football, football team in Europe because you know the fans are crazy like in Europe everybody wants to win and in uh, in the locker room everybody wants to yeah you know everybody wants to win everybody wants to do the best to be to be winning the trophy so it looks like in Europe so maybe that's why I'm that's why I feel I feel great to be to be a Sounders. You
0: know, you talk about the fans there, and and we we spoke about this at a press conference a while back. But, but your connection to the fans—it it happened instantaneously. It looks like from from the anime to yeah. just the connection on social media. What did that feel like? Just getting that instant love and that instant appreciation from fans.
4: You know, it's grateful because I didn't expect to be to be like this with the fans. Once I get here, you know, once I, once I got here, so it's pretty funny, but you know, it's it's a powerful for me to to be um, to be loved by by the fans like this because I would like I will I will I will do the best from I will I will do the best for them to be to be playing well, you know, to win the games in front of them. So that's why I can't wait to play the against Ersel in front of the fans and uh, showing our best if you can kind of go back you know to
0: playing as a kid and and comparing that to fans here how does it compare to, to fans over there in, in terms of the specific stuff in terms of you know coming out to, to training there were fans out here you're rainy starfire Your are trans here at training today and
4: you know is every dimension comparable or? to be honest I think Seattle fans are better than in Europe yeah because wow. that's, a, that's a big statement yeah yeah because because you know when I was in France yeah of course the, the fans were, were coming to the to see the players on training but during the game is different, you know. They are singing, they are they are yelling, they are doing everything for us until the until the re- the, the end of the game. So is you know, you should know that's for us. It's so so powerful when you hear your fans uh, support you until the until the, the until the rest of the game. So it helps us a lot. It helps us a lot. So I hope they're gonna support us lot against RSL. Nico, good luck against RSL. We, we look forward to it. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Thanks.
0: Nico Benizé, Seattle Sounders midfielder. Good to catch up with him at Starfire last week. He scored the Brad Smith cross just today at their scrimmage. Uh, and one more note before we take a break, and that's Sounder fans. 2022 season memberships are now available. Don't miss your chance to secure some of the best seats at Lumen Field for next season and gain access to exclusive member benefits. Learn more at soundersfc.com slash Memberships. So we'll take a break and we'll come back. I wasn't able to make an interview work with Bill Riley, the play-by-play voice of Real Salt Lake. Playoff game coming up a week from tonight. Uh, So we're going to go in a different direction tonight. Uh, Cameron Collins, Alliance Council President, is going to join us. There is the annual business meeting for Sounders FC and Alliance Council coming up on Thursday, where there's usually some interesting nuggets and interesting pieces of information that come out of that each year. Uh, So Cameron Collins, who's going to be part of that meeting, along with a bunch of big names, names adrian hanauer garth loggerway you're going to hear many more cameron describes them so Cameron's going to join us here in this next segment to talk all about the business meeting all what you need to know and how you can be a part of what's coming up here on thursday we'll take a break and we'll come back with cameron collins next on sounders weekly on sports radio 950 kjr God. now back to sounders weekly on your home for sounders
1: fc seattle's sports radio 950 kjr
0: Welcome back. Jackson Feltz here. Good to have you with us on Sounders Weekly. Every Tuesday night during the Sounders season at 7 p.m., we're rocking and rolling for the hour talking Sounders soccer. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to Garth Logaway, Thanks to Brad Smith. Thanks to Nico Benize. a little bit earlier on in the show. And now as we transition tonight, uh, let's have a Another lawyer on, you know, we had a lawyer in Garth Laguerre on earlier in the show, and it's now time for a good friend of mine to join us, and his name is Cameron Collins, he is the Alliance Council President, he's also the President of the fan supporter group, Gorilla FC, that you of course normally see in the Brawl Men, standing next to ECS, uh, he's the President of both of those, he's also uh, many other titles Cameron will get into, uh, thank you so much my friend for joining us here tonight on Sounders Weekly, how are you? well, there you have
1: it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you
0: feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Jackson. Great to be here. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to have you back on the show. We have you on, you know typically about once a year and you know whether it's right around this time or somewhere else uh, I just love being able to to cover a whole bunch of different things with you you know for everybody right now Cameron Collins we mentioned is the president of Alliance Council we'll get into exactly what that is if you've never heard of it before you might even be a member of Alliance Council and not even know Uh, but we will uh, get into that here in in just a matter of moments in the business meeting coming up Cameron I'll start with this Uh, you were going to go to the game or you did go to the game a couple weeks ago for the last home match of the year against the LA Galaxy, you knew you were doing scarves up. What you didn't know was that you would become the 2021 Sounders Fan of the Year. What was that surprise like there on the final home game against the Galaxy?
1: Yeah, that uh, that was truly crazy. You know, I was, I was super honored to be able to go down the field and, and just do, do the scarves up and, and nervous, and I've been practicing my <laughs> scarves up because I wanted to make sure to, to get it out robust and so that I didn't get up there and go, scarves up! something like that and uh i was down on the field and they let me know uh probably uh 10 minutes before they announced it to the rest of the stadium so i had a very slight heads up but that was only because they wanted to make sure that when i got pulled out on the field i wasn't like what's going on here what is happening so uh yeah it was such an honor i had no idea that i was going to be named fan of the year and um for, for the the front office and all of the people that work for the sounders to vote for me for that it's just it's truly an honor and um you know it's it's not something i ever expected and uh, or wanted but uh i mean i mean of course we all want to be recognized so that it was just it was so cool um and mm. and to be able to go down the field and uh, wave to the crowd and uh, i guess i w- i went a trip to an away game next year which is super nice
0: awesome. well that's good i mean congratulations i mean uh, you know obviously and for those of us listening right now you know, obviously Cameron and I, you and I have a great friendship and it's just awesome to see you recognized like this because you are such an absolutely incredible fan you know, president of Alliance Council, president of Guerrilla FC, you know and, and it's so cool to see you rewarded for all the amazing work you've done throughout the years, so this is awesome. You can follow Cameron on Twitter by the way, at Punk. in addition to being the president, he's also a professor, I mentioned the lawyer you're a film producer, you're on the radio you do so yeah. many other things Cameron, so <laughs> (laughs) is you got your heads in a whole bunch of different baskets, or you got your hands, excuse me, in a bunch of different baskets. Uh, But Cameron Collins is our guest, and and we're going to talk about the business meeting coming up. But Cameron, you were mentioned, Alliance Council president and all. Take us into exactly what Alliance Council is and what you do as president.
1: Right. Well, let's start with what the Alliance is before we even get to the Alliance Council. Okay. If you are a season ticket member, if you have season tickets to the Sounders, you are a member of the Alliance, And that gives you special privileges from being able to vote on whether the GM should be retained every four years to uh, getting your, you know, your scarf and your box at the beginning of the year or when they've given us championship rings in the past, things like that. So if you're an Alliance member, you can stand for being on Alliance Council. Alliance Council is a fan government. So essentially, if you can get 25 Alliance members to vote for you at uh, vote.soundersfc.com, you can nominate yourself and then anyone can vote for you. Uh, as long as they're a season ticket holder, then you can serve on Alliance Council. And we are essentially the fan conduit, or I guess, yeah, we're the fan conduit to the club. So the fans talk to us and we talk directly to the club. We're in regular meetings with the front office. Uh, We have at least quarterly meetings with Garth Lagerway, with uh, Adrian Hanauer and Peter Tomozawa, the owner and uh, owner slash president of the Sounders. So, uh, you know, we are the voice of the fans directly to the club. Um, you know, as president, I was elected president. Uh, this is my second year as president. And uh, in years past, I've been secretary of the council. And, you know, my job is kind of to make sure that the voice of the fans gets heard with the club and to take those messages, to take the things that the council votes on and present them to the club and make sure that we're working collaboratively to come to, um, you know, great things between us.
0: Well, now coming up this Thursday, we have the business meeting. So take us into exactly what that all is about. What if fans haven't been to a business meeting before and maybe they want to attend to this one, if they are an Alliance member, you know, what sort of things do we normally get out of these meetings? What do you want to get out of this meeting this Thursday?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's more, it's kind of like a, its annual business meeting is a year in review. So it, it looks at what we talk about what the Alliance Council did, but then the club talks about what they did. And so it's a really cool opportunity to see behind the club, uh, behind the curtain of the club and see all the stuff that's been going on. And, and you know, we have some really cool speakers that are going to be there this year, and it's going to be completely online in a Zoom format because of COVID. We're still taking, taking it easy in that regards. You know, there's been many different uh, iterations of it in the past in person or hybrid, but we're going to be completely online, um, and it's at 6:30 p.m. on Thursday. You can uh, register at uh, SoundersFC.com/annual-business-meeting, and uh, you know we've got some great speakers lined up. You're going to hear directly from ownership. Uh, you are going to hear from Garth Lagerway, who you hear from every uh, week on Sounders Weekly, and he's going to be talk- talking about you know the situation with the club in the future. But of course. Something special. Freddie Juarez is going to speak, hmm. the uh, assistant coach who we don't hear from too often. So we're super excited to have that opportunity.
0: So that'll be great on Thursday. You know, take us a little bit deeper, Cameron, into this meeting coming up. And you talked about how it's in this year in review, both the Alliance Council gets to kind of go over what, what you guys have done and the club gets to go over what they've kind of done. Take us in, and, and for those of us who maybe even can't even attend Thursday's meeting, what sort of things are we going to hear about, you know, that, that this, both the Alliance and the club has done here over the last year? What are some nuggets that you can kind of drop? I don't know if you want to tease or completely spill the beans, but, you know, tell us exactly kind of what, what kind of nuggets we may get out of this meeting as fans. You know, from the Alliance Council side, it's just kind of a, uh, a review of everything we've done because, you
1: know, sometimes it gets lost in the mix everything the council does, you know, so much of what we do is take things that we're told and bring them to the club. But we have the annual scarf vote, which is decides which scarf is going to make it in your season ticket box at the beginning of the year. Um, we work, we have a Jersey committee that works with the club very early on in the process. So we're not designing, you know, the colors and which way they go, but giving ideas on themes and stuff like that and, and patterns and whatnot. So, uh, We'll talk a little bit about that and, and, and really just uh, breaking down things that the, the club wants to talk about on the business side. How, how did COVID affect the club, um, you know, financially, but also ticket wise, things like that, where mm. it, it gives you some insight into how your, your favorite club, if you're a Sounders fan, is, is moving forward through the chaos that's been the last year and a half to
0: a yeah. year. Yeah, and it definitely has been chaos. Well, you mentioned the jersey nugget there. You mentioned the scarf nugget there. So uh, we'll see on Thursday if we get any other info or any other pieces of information on that. I know, you know, a, a couple of years ago, it was uh, was Bart Wiley, I think, who dropped a little comment about the, the future Nightfall jersey. You know, I feel like over and over and over again, we've seen uh, some amazing jerseys, and we'll have a look at what? And think of it's a new primary jersey next year, a new rave green yeah. jersey. So uh, we will see what that looks like. Uh, uh, but Cameron, before we let you go, uh, tell us, you know, for, for fans out there, Alliance members, uh, how can Alliance members, how can anybody uh, get in and register and, and be part of this meeting on Thursday?
1: Absolutely. It's it's Thursday at 6.30 p.m. via Zoom, so you got to have Zoom, obviously. But if you go to soundersfc.com slash annual dash business dash meeting, there's a landing page right there on the Sounders website that kind of lays out uh, who's going to be speaking and why attend and then you can register right there
0: okay there you go folks so get on that enjoy the meeting uh we'll also cover that on twitter thursday as well uh cameron thanks so much buddy uh appreciate it let's go have another beer soon look forward to seeing you after you know this this chaos we're finally maybe hopefully getting towards the end of it Uh, but it's good to talk to you again good to have you on sounders weekly again my friend Absolutely. Thanks, Jackson. Cameron Collins. He is the, once again, president of Alliance Council, president of Guerrilla FC, so many other titles there. We appreciate him joining us here tonight on Sounders Weekly. So there you go. That's how to join the business meeting here coming up for Thursday. We'll see if we get any more interesting nuggets and interesting pieces of information from that business meeting here coming up on Thursday. But you know what? We are one week away from the playoffs beginning and that's where the attention now has to turn because you're Seattle Sounders. They're beginning that quest for a third MLS Cup, what would be a fifth appearance in MLS Cup in six years, which is just mind-boggling. That begins a week from tonight, Tuesday, November 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Our pre-match show over on 1090 KJR will begin at 7 o'clock, where they're facing Real Salt Lake in round one of the Audi 2021 MLS Cup playoffs. Don't miss your chance to catch the Rave Green during their 13th consecutive playoff appearance, and get your tickets today by visiting soundersfc.com slash tickets. As I mentioned, you can listen to the match over on our sister station. 1090 KJR AM I Heart Radio app 1090 KJR you can listen in Spanish language on El Rey 1360 and of course you can watch the match on FS1 straight ahead the 2021 Sounders FC playoff campaign is presented by Wafed Bank get the Sounders rewards credit card from Wafed Bank to score exclusive fan experiences team swag and more so that'll do it for the show tonight thanks to all of our guests Garth Loggerway Brad Smith Nico Benize and Cameron Collins right there check out the podcast if you missed anything sports radio kjr.com and the iHeartRadio app just search Sounders Weekly that will do it for our show tonight so we will talk to you just about a week from right now a week minus an hour over on 1090 Sounders Real Salt Lake the playoffs begin a week from tonight let's go time to get back to MLS Cup again the journey will start next Tuesday so that'll do it for our show tonight we'll talk to you next Tuesday it'll be Fox Sports Radio coming up next